Hi, my friend. I have a very cool episode for you today. I am interviewing Jessie Harris-Bouton, who is a wife, a mom of five children. She's a certified life and a business growth coach. She's an author. She's a speaker, a podcast host. And wait for it. She's also a world-class champion race car driver. And she's a creating founder of Millionaire Mompreneur Project. And she is running a seven-figure business and also managing a family of five children. And we have an amazing wide-ranging conversation. We talk about productivity. What do you need to focus on to really create successful business if you don't have any time and frankly, you're extremely busy? How can you create a business and a life that you're obsessed about? How can you really do what truly matters, the needle-moving activities, and what can you stop doing? So we talk about productivity, hacks, tools, mom life, business, and all about what's working right now when it comes to sales and marketing. So I hope you enjoy this powerful conversation. Hello, hello. Oh my word, we have a very special interview today with Jesse Harris-Bouton. Welcome, Jesse. So excited to have you here today. And Jesse's amazing. Uh, we've been connected for a while and I just absolutely love what you do. And I know you're going to have so many beautiful nuggets to share with our audience. And of course, you are the creator and founder of Millionaire Mompreneur Project and certified life and business coach. Welcome, Jesse. Maybe before we start, why don't you share a little bit about you, what you do, your business and your story? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I just believe in the power of us working together. And so when you asked me to be here, I was like, yes, count me in. I am all about this. And I am just, you know, honored to share. I know we've got a lot of things planned for this conversation, but I will just start out to maybe preface it so that everybody really understands how I became so passionate about what we're talking about today is I am a busy mom of five, right? All the fancy titles, certified life and business growth coach, mom of five, author, speaker, podcast host, event host. I'm also a former professional 300 mile per hour world champion race car driver. Um, but the one that honestly means the most to me is that I am a mom of five who helps motivated mamas build their dream business around their dream life. And I say that because although you, many people see me now as this successful millionaire who has built seven figures and part-time hours as a busy mom. Um, and I've done that in, in multiple spaces in brick and mortar and in the online space. But the truth is I struggled a lot in the beginning. Um, I spent more money than I made for the first few years. I got stuck at 30K a year where I felt like things weren't worth it. And, you know, because people and my family meant more to me than what I felt like I was sacrificing, right? And that's really how we came to be here today now, all these years later, where I've built a system that works for me and moms where they never feel like they have to choose between their business or their babies again. Amazing. Amazing. Well, we've got so much to cover today. So many juicy details we get into it. But before we start, why don't I know a lot of our audience are watching and listening right now, they're thinking one of the biggest issues right now in the business, they're thinking, I want to get more leads. They want to get more leads. They want to see by more people. They want to have more clients. Let's start there. Let's start about what should be people thinking about. So especially if they're experts, coaches, consultants, or business owners, service providers, what kind of you see working right now? Um, and then also what mistakes you see people make when it comes to getting leads for their business? Yeah. Well, I always say building your million dollar business is math, not magic. And what I mean by that is obviously you want more customers, you want more clients, but the truth is, is 
the reason you probably aren't getting more customers and clients is because you aren't getting enough leads to support those customers and clients that you want. So we always have to lean into, you know, what is the big juggernaut? What is the obstacle? And leads is the number one problem for everybody. Even those of us who maybe are a little further along and, you know, are at a, a, a space that we're happy, we always are wanting to grow and expand, right? So Leads is ever changing too, especially in the online social media space. So if you're using social media as your place for attracting people, it's changing so fast, faster than ever before. I've been in the online space for eight years and it is, I mean, I could say completely different from eight years ago to now, but it's completely different from six months ago to now. Things that I, you know, have been doing over the years has had to continue to evolve and change in order for me to continue to grow and scale and in a way that felt good to me. And I, when I say that, I mean specifically like in a way that felt ethical and moral to me because I am not someone who wants to become a good saleswoman. I've sold a lot of things in my life, but I feel like I've never sold anything, right? I've helped tons of amazing women grow their business and make many, many sales, but they've done it in a very transparent and authentic way where they don't feel like they've had to twist people's arms. That's really important to me. And so, you know, this conversation of leads is like the hot, topic everywhere. So I'm, I'm excited to dig into this, but I think, um, you know, the number one thing that I would encourage everybody to do, and even if you're you know listening to this live or, or, you know, the recording later, but I would encourage you to actually close your eyes and think about the people that you follow on social media, that you look forward to following on social media every day, who you bought from or who you're considering buying from. Because the truth is, it's just our humanness. We all struggle to stand in our power and show up in a confident way that isn't necessarily trying to show up confident or trying to show up like the expert or the authority. And I would encourage you to think to yourself, what is it that I have inside me? Why am I here doing this, right? I'm a coach or a consultant in this area, this arena, or even if you're passionate about, maybe you're here and you have a physical product, like this could be applied to anyone. You're obviously passionate about that thing that you're promoting and selling, whether it's yours or someone else's. I would encourage you, instead of trying to create content that you hope is going to get you more leads or position you as that expert or authority, think about how you could just document the journey that you are on. You should only, you don't have to be an expert, meaning where you're the highest of, of all levels possible. The truth is there's always going to be people ahead of you. There's always going to be people behind you. So think about how can you help that person who's one to two steps behind you? document the journey that you're at and that your existing customers or clients are already at. And then just know that those people who are behind you are going to be very excited to see that. Yes, the people who are ahead of you are be like, I'm not interested in purchasing from her. That's okay. Because you aren't a coach or a consultant, right? Or an expert for them. You're for the people who are behind you. And this is where a lot of people, they're always, what do I need to do to get more leads? What do I need to do to get more sales? What if I just gave you permission to stop trying to get more sales and leads, but just showcase the journey, document the journey from sun up to sundown and not in a way that feels hard. I'm somebody who shows up at three to five Instagram stories a day. I do one to two posts a day, but I do all of that in five to 10 minutes total. And obviously it's bringing us in a nice, healthy amount of leads and a nice, healthy amount of sales. And it doesn't feel hard because every, I literally could make an Instagram reel right now 
with a B-roll video of me sitting here talking to Miss Elena and then later be like, you know, use that B-roll video over something talking about the power of networking and collaborating to me is how I built a seven-figure business and part-time hours as a busy mom of five sisters. If you are not reaching out, yada, yada, yada. Does that make sense? It's perfect. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that that's a number one thing that people need the permission to do is to understand that if you're going to make it, it's not going to be by trying to make it, by trying to get leads and trying to get sales, just deciding that, you know, you've been called to this. It's been put on your heart for a reason. That tells me that it's not a matter of if, but a matter of when. And are you willing to keep showing up and doing the work and documenting the journey until you get there? And then um, owning and accepting the fact that you are not going to be someone for everybody. You're going to be someone for very specific few people who are behind you a step or two. And um, just share it authentically, transparently. People are looking. It's a lot of things are curated on social media right now. And so, you know, people are looking for the person that feels like they truly believe is being genuine and authentic and who is also passionately and unapologetically putting their offers out there, like offering the opportunity for people to join you. It's like, hey, I'm doing this with or without you, but we'd love if you join us. Are you someone who wants to X, Y, Z? You got to get clear on your messaging too. A lot of people are too fluffy with their messaging. I could tell you I'm a business growth coach, right? But that would not be that would not be specific enough for my people to identify that they want to work with me. I need to say I'm a business growth coach for motivated moms. And I'm going to teach you an automated system that will allow you to make sales in your sleep or while you're off living life. And I'm going to give you an all-in-one inclusive platform hub where you get all of my seven-figure proven coaching trainings, where you get all of my software. We actually have a software that we've created where you get access to that. It's plug-and-play templates as your own. And you get live weekly hot seat coaching with me and my tech team. You get my guest experts coming in on my uh, small business attorney, my tax person, et cetera, for one price. Like, oh my gosh. But do you see how like, that's not speaking to everybody. That's speaking to one specific person. And that means that maybe somebody wants my coaching, but they don't want my software. Oh, well, they're not my person. Yeah. If it's not, them, it will be someone else. And so you also have to like, let go a little bit when it comes to those leads, because when... When you have none or your you your leads are slow, we're just willing to grasp onto anybody mm -hmm. and everybody. No, 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 no. The way that you're actually going to multiply and you're, that Metcalf's law is going to happen, two becomes four, four becomes eight, 16, 32, 64, and so on, is going to be because you were willing to let go and just niche down, sub niche, right? Keep going, get go, go as, as low as you can go so that these people are like, oh my gosh. Yeah. She is exactly for me. I need her. Or she she's not. No problem. Get out of my way so we can make room for that next person. <laughs> and I love that. And also, I think you just put in a kind of a, you're really talking about the right problem because people think I need more leads. And the reality is they probably don't. They're probably just not speaking to the right person and don't have strong enough message to actually convert them. Because let's face it, if you if you can't convert 10 people on your email list right now, why do you think you're going to be able to convert a million yeah. on that email list? So it's actually what you just talked about so important. It's actually making sure your messaging is on point, your offer is on point. So even if only 10 people heard it, Two of them have identified, yeah, I love this. And eight of them said, no, it's not for me, which is exactly the purpose of your messaging. And if out of 
you know, every eight or 10 people that heard your message, you know, three became sales. Well, that's pretty good. That actually, that means your messaging isn't effective. Um, But if that's not working, which of course, I love what you do, you help them create the system because if they don't have that kind of a system, that kind of a conversion system inside their business, well, if they're just going to bring more leads, then where are they going to go? It's like you have a bucket full of holes and you just bring in more water in a bucket full of holes. They're just going to leak and they're not going to become sales. And then you got to be questioned. You just spend maybe add dollars or effort or time on bringing the leads. But actually, if you're not converting them, then what's the point? I love what you've just shared. Tell us more about the software. That is so exciting. Yeah, you know, we didn't never intended to include a software in our program, but this is a really great story that probably a lot of you can take a lesson from. So when I first started the Millionaire Mompreneur Project, it was close to eight years ago, and it was really just then me sharing a little bit of coaching and, you know, advising people on what worked for me and what didn't so that they didn't have to, you know, search through everything online and, you know, hopefully get there quicker and easier than I did to that first, you know, for me, it was like that first 5k month, right? I always tell people we have to start somewhere. I now teach people how to build seven figure businesses and that's amazing. But at one point I was just teaching people how to have their first, you know, 5k day or 5k month, excuse me. And, you know, we've come a long way. And as we've grown, it's our job to, Pay attention to what's working, what's not. Pay attention to what your clients are loving, what they're not, what they're feeling like there's a gap in, et cetera. And our um, you know, program, our, our offer, our main signature offer has evolved drastically over the years to be including so much more plain and simple because we saw a lot of people who you know hadn't worked with me, but also who did, who were not getting the results that they want. They were putting in the work and the effort, but they were not getting the results that they wanted. And they were blaming themselves. They thought they sucked. They thought their offer sucked. When really it was things like they didn't have that right messaging down or things like they were live launching all the time. So I started leveraging the power of funnels about three years ago. Um, I had, it was right before the pandemic hit. So I had baby number five just born and the pandemic hit. So now I was homeschooling all of my children on running my seven figure brick and mortar physical therapy clinic with my husband in our hometown, plus my online business. And then three months after that, my husband was diagnosed with three different cancers. He lost 80 pounds and they were preparing us for the end two days before Christmas. And yeah, it was very heavy. And I say this because this is where I was like, I cannot do my business the way that I'm doing it anymore because it was, it was part-time to full-time hours. Um, and I just didn't have it in me. I was, I was exhausted. I was drained. I loved what I did with my coaching business, but I, I didn't want to let go of it, but I was willing to, cause I, I just wanted to hold on to whatever amount of time I had left with my husband and my children and my family. Well, um, you know, I had agreed the idea of closing my business down because that was my baby. It, it was really was one of my babies too. I, I don't, and then start my business because I needed to, like I never, I'm not the person who started my business because I needed money. I started my business because I was so passionate about what I was doing when helping people. So for me, the idea of closing down my business broke my heart because I couldn't be living in my purpose anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, this is where I leverage the power of two things. Number one, um, automated funnels. And number two, I started selling at the time I was selling high ticket. We have a very low ticket offer now, but at the time I was selling high ticket and I started doing that through DM conversations instead of getting on zoom conversations. And I had two very, very successful mentors tell me that I could not do what I wanted to do 
um, with funnels and high ticket and closing the DMs. It was just not possible, but they felt bad for me and they were going to help me build a sales uh, team. They were very passionate. You need to build a sales team. You're, you're so good at closing. We can help you like Jesse, let us help you. And my heart just kept telling me that it did not feel in alignment with what it was I wanted to do. I love, I don't like selling people in a program and they don't get me that they get my other, they would get me. If you, if you pay me, you get me. Um, I did not want to, um, you know, have to stop my business. So I will, the super long story short to this is I was able to, in that month, when I finally pulled the trigger on this, I was able to have our first 100K month going all in on leveraging the power of automated systems, building a simple three-step funnel and using DM conversations to close high ticket. We had our first 100K month with the Millionaire Mompreneur Project, and I worked no more than 10 hours a week. Yeah, crazy, right? As a one-woman show, by the way. Like I've built seven figures as a one-woman show. We are now building a much bigger business because we've included things like this software and I have, I, I don't want to become an expert in the tech stuff. Um, I do the basic, but I need somebody who will do the troubleshooting for my clients, et cetera. Um, so I do have a part-time assistant now. She's amazing. But, you know, I was just spotting all of these gaps and I was realizing, oh my gosh, I'm having this problem. So are my people. I need to teach them funnels. And then I was teaching people funnels for the last couple of years and they were just struggling with building it. You know, what do you pick? Kajabi, click funnels, this go high level, yada, yada, yada. There's all of these different platforms and they're just, they, they take a lot of effort to get set up. Once they're built, they'll work for you. It's beautiful, but you have to build them. And I'm not a techie person. I understood what it felt like to, you know, smash my head against the wall and want to just give up and, and walk away. And so um, I was like, you know, I need to figure out if I can get a software that will allow me to give it to my people, but totally tailorize it and make it my own. Where it's like, again, because I'm so specific with who my dream customer and client is, friends, I want you to hear this. If you are somebody who has a brick and mortar or an Etsy shop or whatever right now, my software is probably not going to work for you the best. You could take different parts and stuff that I teach you with it and use it. But in order to be literally plug and play step by step, you have to be my perfect dream customer and client. And that is how now I have people who are coming in, going through my coaching trainings, understanding what they need to do to build a standout brand, understanding how to market and sell in a live way and an automated way, building the, the software from a website to funnels and et cetera, sales checkouts, hooking up their payment processing and more in less than 48 hours and getting their first sale in their first week. Like, for me, that is just insane because it used to take my clients 30 to 90 days to get all of that built up and to now be able to give them something that if they're motivated, they come in, they binge everything, they build it in real time, they come to the live Q&A calls that within 48 hours, they can be up and ready to be making sales in their sleep is just, oh my gosh, like I'm getting tingles even saying it because I'm just, that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for, you know? but I never intended to build a software that just came about this last year. I was like, if I could do this, how could I do it? So I started researching, how could I fill this gap for people? And, um, it just happened. I just, I, I was like, that's it. We're putting it in here. And yes, now some people won't know, won't want to, you know, use me anymore because you, you can't buy my coaching without my software. But again, I'm just very specific. My, I'm evolving. My dream customer evolves. My business evolves. My offer evolves. And that's something too, that maybe somebody here needs to, to, to hear today, if you're truly going to be successful in the entrepreneur space, you have to be willing to become a walking contradiction of who you once were. 
And that's a hard thing to do. Our humanists, we struggle. I'm somebody who was hardcore high ticket for the last four years. And now I'm low ticket. And it doesn't mean that I don't love high ticket and can't do it. We do still have back end things where, you know, my clients can, you know, uproll if they want to in a higher ticket package with me. But what you see me putting out publicly all the time is a low $197 offer. It's a long way from the 10,000 I used to be promoting publicly, right? Some people are like, are you kidding me? Like, how can you be hardcore this for four months, for four years? And now you're all, because if I didn't do that, I wouldn't have been able to evolve and grow and expand with, and I'm going to say this, I'm going to tie this all the way back into the beginning, Elena, into what we talked about, the ever-changing social media world. I had to change if I wanted to be able to continue to have a successful business, one that felt good to me and one that is now scaling to eight. And I, I am certain it will be a nine figure business in the next couple of years. Why? Because we're leading. I don't care about the money. The money is beautiful. Of course, we all need money. We all want money. But I'm leading with how can I serve first? And now all of a sudden, I followed all of these systems that I've done with building my dream business around my dream life. And we're able to build with a low ticket offer a nine figure business. Like we have the math all figured out of how it will be a nine figure business. Like that's just insane to me. Right. But it's because I trusted my, my instinct, my gut for me. Also, I, you know, God is my CEO is somebody who I lean on pretty heavily and in, in the moves that I make behind the scenes of my business. But really it's just staying in alignment with what feels good, you know, work smarter, not harder, not shove the square yeah. peg into the round hole when something's not working, take a step back, be willing to evaluate, et cetera. And I think what are the, what's kind of coming through as a big theme for your life and your business is this idea, right? A dream life first and yeah. then build a business around it. And actually, it sounds like actually through your evolution, that becomes constant. And if things are moving along the way and that's kind of like getting in the way of your key objective and key principle, then you kind of iterate and look actually what's a better opportunity right now to make sure I fulfill on that objective. Would you say that's kind of been a guiding force along the way? Absolutely. We have to have those core foundations that we fall back to those, those core principles. Right. And so for me, I always, when something feels off, even though I'm like, that sounded like a great idea. I, I stop, I evaluate it. I sleep on it. I, you know, pray about it. I talk to my husband about it. We, you know, God bless that man. He and I, um, we work together all the time and we, <laughs> And we're, you know, we have all these kids, we joke, we spend so much time together, but we've really you know, become each other's, you know, confidant in that way in our business too. And, and, you know, we've had opportunities come to us that would have really maybe helped us grow or make more money. And we've turned them down because they weren't 100% in alignment with what our core principles and foundations are, you know, starting yes first with building your dream business around your dream life, but also, you know, so much more um, as well. So, yeah, I think that's really important to define who you are and how you want your business to be. Like you've got to decide, you know, I always, I teach a lot of big business growth strategy, but first and foremost, I teach mindset. You, you have to become the one that the results you desire, you know, in the future require now. And I teach my clients to build the seven figure business now that they dream of. You're going to think like that seven figure business owner and you're going to act like her now, if you will ever become her. That's not easy. That sounds easy. When I say that, that sounds so easy. But when you actually try to hold yourself accountable to every single day making moves like a seven figure business owner would when you're, you know, behind on the bills and when you, you know, all you have all these other things, that's hard. 
and, and you know, I almost missed this opportunity for me and my business at a low ticket offer. Cause when I, I had to like scale back, I had to slow down. I had to lose income in order to do this. And that was scary because we make a lot of money, but we spend a lot of money just being honest. <laughs> um, and we, we support a lot of other foundations and things. And so, you know, it was really scary to, you know, have this deep uncertainty because I didn't know that it would work, but I just believed it would. And to go all in on that and still act now, like I really had to step into an eight figure business owner and before I was, and that felt really hard because I was like, but I could just go do this right now. I know this would work. I know this would make us some money to, you know, make up that gap. And I was just, I knew in my heart that by doing that would take away from this. And you have to remember, you know, it's cliche. It's annoying. We all hear these, these quotes of these sayings, but like, you have to be willing to let go of some things to make room for the new stuff that you want. And most of us are holding on too tight to this. And we're just trying to add on. But if you think about it as if like, you're just adding another ball to your plate, to your arms, eventually you cannot hold all the balls. And what's falling off are the ones that you want because they're on top. You're still holding on to these things that you have that are not serving you anymore, becoming that next level version of yourself. So you have to be willing to put some of those balls down to put the new ones on. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. That was really profound. You have to let go. You have to make space. Uh, you have to make space first in your life for something new to come. And you also have to be patient, isn't it? Do you have to build the car first before you can drive it? And it's sometimes building a car is going to be slow. It's going to be frustrating. You have to put the wheels on and it's not working and doing the testing and it's not driving yet. And I'm not seeing the results yet. And it can be such a frustrating period of time actually building the car. But I think this is just a good lesson that in that moment, you have to remind yourself the build doesn't last forever. Yes, it's slow. Yes, it's patience. Yes, it's frustrating. But then one day you will be enjoying the breeze of the air when you're driving this beautiful car on the streets and things get easier. That's beautiful. Well, one thing, of course, we have to cover, Jesse, is how do you, what are your tools for productivity? How do you structure your day? Especially you have so many children, you have so many exciting things going around you. What, how, how do you do this? Like, I know we tapped into earlier how you were very smart with social media. You're literally in and out. You're not scrolling. You're not going to let the algorithm start controlling you. Tell us about your structures, routines, hacks that you use that are supporting you. Yeah. So I will be the first to admit that I do not do this 100% well, but I try to every day. And I think that's the biggest thing is I try to always come back to home every single day and start over and, you know, recalibrate. And I love that you use such a big car analogy because, you know, obviously former professional 300 mile an hour world champion race car driver here. I'm like, yes, I love that. And that's the thing, you know, you have to remember that, you know, you can't shift a car from first to sixth gear without stalling. You have to go first to second, to third, to fourth, to fifth, to sixth, et cetera. And, you know, that's one of the hardest things we all want to build, you know, these big businesses. And I know, you know, what it's going to take for me to build the next level business means. And actually we were talking before we started recording with what Elena was uh, referencing, but, you know, I'm in this space of where I actually need to start working a little bit more in my business. And I'm, I'm happy to, we're, we're in a, I'm still working part-time hours. Like it, it wouldn't, it won't really hurt me at all. And I'm excited to, because of what it means we're adding on to, um, you know, my plate here and, and what we're doing with our brand and the impact that we're making. But it's still right now feels a little heavy. It's just it's just a little clunky because it's not something I've been doing. We get so used to that thing that we're doing on repeat that we 
We just do that subconsciously. And so now I'm having to be intentional and think about what it is that I need to be doing each and every day to help keep me on track. And that is a little bit tough, but I would encourage you to, to build up kind of like we talked about earlier, some foundations and some principles for yourself and then decide, okay, what does that mean I need to do daily? And so like I have a life uh, checklist and I have a, a business checklist that I do for myself every single day. And I know that there are needle moving actions. It's so easy to get caught up in the busy work, right? But there are, are certain things that I must do every single day if I'm going to be getting new leads in my business. I need to be making connections like this where I'm collaborating with other amazing, powerful women like you. This is going to help me with my lead generation. Um, I need to be putting out a social media post every day. I need to be sending out an email and someone needs to hear this today because I know that it feels sometimes hard to send out an email to people every single day. But first of all, you're going to go back to what I said to you earlier, document, don't try to write that email so that you can create something to sell. Just document the journey. I always tell people, I call them my chips and salsa emails. Think about your, your girlfriend or, you know, say you're sitting with Elena and I at a great Mexican place. We're having chips and salsa and a margarita. What's the conversation that would we would be having? I guarantee you could pull out five, 10, 15 powerful emails to send to people because you should only ever be making one point in an email or one point in a social media post. The problem is you're trying to put everything in so that you can look like the expert in authority. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. Do the one thing. Cause I, tr I promise you, these people are going to be like scrolling like crazy and binging all your stuff. And then they're going to get all the things that they need. If you can capture them with that one thing, give them a mini transformation in that one post, that one email, and then let them see that you also have the larger transformation as they binge all of your stuff and start looking at what your offer is, et cetera. But for me, it's really defining. Um, I have checklists all over. I'm, I'm, I'm a whiteboard girl. I'm also a pen and paper girl. But, you know, I have whiteboards where I know every single day I'm checking off my, this was done for Monday, this is done for Tuesday, or this is already done for the week. It's so important to me that I have a checklist because I'm a mom of five children with two businesses. You can guarantee that there is no room left up in here to remember things. Like it is just, I, I try to do all the mindset things. It does not happen. So um, that's number one. I make sure I have my, my checklist planned out in advance of what it is that I need to do to keep moving the needle forward mm -hmm. on the thing that I want. I do that in my life too, right? From I, I have daily prayer time in the morning. I have daily workout time. I chug 40 ounces of water because, you know, to me, water is good for your body, but it's also good for your mental clarity. I have all of these little things that I do to help me get straight first. I don't get up super early. I'm pretty blessed now that we've we've built our businesses in a way where I don't have to get up at four o'clock anymore. I used to because my kids, you know, I, I needed to get up and do my things before them, but I don't. I get up at about six o'clock do my, my hour morning routine for me by myself, have a cup of coffee with my husband, then get my children up, do the whole school routine. They get off by nine 30. Then I have a small, I say a small window. I have like three hours to work in the day. So I turn off my notifications. My phone is never, I mean, it's on for emergencies, but there's no notifications on. So it's just on for like if you don't know that, you can override on your phone where like your loved ones can can text you or call you, but nobody else. Um, I'm very, very focused on what it is that I'm doing. I can do in three hours what other people could do in a week. So, you know, and that the, I always say like you teach 
people how to treat you and you teach yourself how to treat you too. And so I have just decided that I believe that I am super productive and I can get all these things done. And I just keep leaning into that. And anytime I have, you know, the self doubt or the limiting beliefs, I just kind of call them what they are, which is BS. I'm like, BS, that is doubt talking. You can do this and get yourself in the right, you know, frame of mind and in the right space where you can turn off your notifications and go all in. And, you know, truly, if I didn't have that checklist, I would, my mind would be distracted by, but I still have to do this. Don't forget. Oh, and don't forget. You know what? You could just, I, you could do this right now. Like I do that in my house. Sometimes I'm kind of bad. I go to take the garbage out and then I see the shoes. So I pick up the shoes and then the shoes, as I'm doing that, I find dirty socks. So I pick up the dirty socks, go put them in the laundry. Oh gosh, I've got to change the laundry over. Let me change the laundry over. <gasps> the lint thing isn't cleaned. Oh, there's a dead mouse in it. Let me get the dead mouse. I go outside, right? Like I am that person. I've never been diagnosed. I've never also been going to get diagnosed. So I don't know if I have ADHD. And I know every time I share this story, people are like, you should get diagnosed. You, you probably have ADHD. I probably do. I probably do. But I believe that anything that happens in my life happens for me, not to me. So whether if it's my ADHD, if it's my husband's cancer, which by the way, two and a half years later, he is still here. Amen. Um, we still live in a lot of uncertainty every single day, but we, we live for each day too. Um, but all of these things that have happened to me over the years that felt like complete, utter heartbreak, even me trying to build my business for three years, spending more than I made that happened for me, not to me, because I wouldn't be who I am now here today with the millionaire mompreneur project, doing what we're doing, creating millionaires in less than a year. If I didn't have those years of struggle that caused me to then build what I built here. Right. So I know off topic, I apologize, but somehow it all fuses into that power of productivity. So amazing. So amazing. No, I love it. I love it so much. And I think this idea of hyper-focus for this three hours and how much you can actually, and I think this is like just the, just a reassurance to people to say, you know what, if you have only one hour or two hours or three hours, actually there's a huge amount of things. You can move mountains in that time. Um, one thing I want to clarify with you. So when you sh- do your checklist, when you do your whiteboard, how much in advance do you have that ready? Especially as you know, you've got activities for the kids, you've got life checklist. How much planning ahead do you actually do? So my checklist for the day is almost stays the same every single day because I like, for example, sometimes people don't understand. So I want to just say this really quickly. They'll be like, how do you really have a seven figure business? I like, it's a coaching business, right? I explain it. And you only work like 10 hours a week because I have a group coaching program. So I no longer do one-on-one. I'm not trading time for money. I literally just have to show up two different hours per week for my clients in a, in a live capacity. So two hours of the week are with them a hundred percent. I still do show up more than that in our group to answer questions and, and, you know, bring in other things. But for the most part, those 10 hours are actually not me in the container with people. The majority of it is actually me in the needle moving business growth things, getting leads, getting clients and, you know, building things out maybe for the future that we're, we're, you know, we kind of do have a business plan of what we're putting out additionally with events and things, you know, for 12 months. But the majority of the time that checklist is staying the same because I can't handle the constant change. Some people are different, but for me, like I do everything the same pretty much in my life as I do in my business each and every day. I'm, I have my whole, like my kids, this is true. This is a true story. I spend more hours 
I, I spend over 40 hours a week in a hockey rink with all five of my children. We're a hockey family. Over 40 hours a week. Sometimes if it's a tournament week, I'll do 80 hours in a week at a hockey rink for practices and games. That's what my last week was. And that I spend more hours doing that than I do in my seven figure business. That's insane, right? That's insane. But it's because I really just have figured out what works for me. I need group coaching, not one-on-one. I need to have a consistent daily checklist that isn't changing all the time. Sometimes I have to move from morning to afternoon. Yesterday, I had three children at the orthodontist with me all morning. Um, So I worked in the afternoon, not in the morning. This Friday, I almost never work on Fridays uh, or Mondays, believe it or not, because I'm almost always traveling for hockey. So I really only work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, just occasional. I'll do a post. I don't consider if I do a social media post or something, I don't consider that working. Just so you know, I don't ever log that really in because I do it so quickly. Um, Or if I go and comment back on people's stuff on my post, again, I don't really log that in or count that as working because I can do that again. But I'm very clear and specific with that. I don't get on my my phone 100 times a day. I get on around nine, around noon and around four. That's it. I have 20 minutes built in my schedule. I check and that's it. If then later I'm like sitting in traffic or which that sounds horrible sitting in traffic. My husband's usually driving when I'm saying that, but like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go scroll or I'll go check. But, um, again, I just really have figured out how I work best mm-hmm. and it's having these specific consistent schedules and plans. Amazing. And do you do things like batching in advance of the same activity or is it literally just no every day? It looks very similar. Yeah, no, that's a great question because the truth is I've changed. I used to batch everything. I used to batch 30 days of social media posts because again, I was in the throes of infancy with my children. You know, I literally every two years I had a new baby. So it was just getting out of infancy. And then another one came, you know, no, I never stopped at diapers for 10 years or bottles or boob, um, because that was just how it was. So for me, I would struggle. The kids would be sick all the time or, you know, I was homeschooling and things. So I had no choice, but to batch out like 30 days of emails, social media posts, etc. I don't do that anymore. I will. Um, sometimes I, I do plan like say 30 minutes to write emails and I'll write, five to 10 emails in that time because it just feels good. But I don't go into it saying I have to get all 10 right now or all 30. It's I have 30 minutes on my schedule. Whatever I can get done, I will. Um, I like to do things in real time, believe it or not. You know, I could easily see myself making a post or writing an email later today about this. And so I like being able to just quick because I'm documenting more than creating, right? I like to be able to just be like, ah, I got to tell you about this awesome, you know, conversation I had today. And somehow I will infuse it into what my brand is about and how it will, you know, benefit them and then also push into my offer. But I like to be able to do that now too, but I'm able to. I wasn't when I always had a baby on the boob and changing a diaper and five of them at home homeschooling. I wasn't able to do that. So I had to, you know, I've now got the blessing to be able to do things a little bit more on a whim, but I'm almost never, to be honest, creating the same day that I'm putting something out. If it's a podcast, like those things are pre-done, you know, a week, two, sometimes four weeks in advance, because I just, it makes me nervous if I'm, oh my gosh, I didn't create a podcast yet for this week (gasps) that I don't do well with it. That 
flares up my anxiety and then I get paralyzed. It's like, I can't even think. I can't go back to my, just document more than create. All of a sudden I'm in the, what do I need to do? I got to put a podcast out. It's got to be a good one. So I've just kind of also understood that that doesn't work well for me too. So I never am creating in the same day unless I got a stroke of inspiration. I'm like, I need to do this now. I love it. I love it. Well, last question. Let's finish on. I have to ask as a professional race car driver. So was there any skills or anything that was unique to that part of your life that you brought and kind of infuses and influenced you as a person, you as a business? I'm sure taking risks is one of them. Tell us more about that. This is such a great question. And I'm so grateful that you asked it and that we're finishing on it because I think that it's so important. So there's, there's a couple pieces. And if you can't tell guys, I'm a talker. So I apologize. You know, this will turn into a story, but um, there's a couple pieces that have been integral to, I believe my success outside of racing. So I got to do racing when I was young, before I was married and had kids. I only ever wanted to be two things in life, a race car driver and a mom. And I did both by 27 years old. Like how cool is that? Um, But one of the things is those cars that I drove, they went 300 miles an hour. They are not like our car that we all drive every day where you can just get on the gas slowly and go zero miles an hour, 10 miles an hour, 20 miles an hour. No, you literally have to leave the start line at 100% max RPM. So when you leave the start line, those cars go zero to 100 miles an hour in less than one second. They pull five G-forces off the start line. And what I'm saying uh, this to you for is because That car had the power to get me to the finish line safely and as the winner, and it did 650 times, but it also had the power to kill me. And so if I had not become the one that the results I desired required in advanced, if I had not become a world champion in my mind before I got behind the wheel of that car, that car would have killed me. And it did kill many people that I I had the honor to race and compete against. And that meant that I had to practice for six months before I ever turned that engine on, I sat in a car and I did all of the procedures that you would do and envisioned this car pulling G-forces off the line, 300 miles an hour, pull your parachutes. I didn't envision what it was like to have a, an engine failure or a parachute failure. And because I was willing to do that, the first time I got behind the wheel, nobody ever did this before. I actually hold this record. Went over 300 miles an hour my first time ever down the racetrack. Most people would only make it 100 miles an hour. They would get nervous. They would shut the car off. They would maybe go a little bit further, get up to 150, and they would get tunnel vision because you actually do get like a, a, you know, until your body is used to that 5G forces off the start line, you will start to, you know, go blind and can't hear and all of that, start to pass out essentially. Um, So you have to shut the car off before that happens. And I was able to go out there and, you know, achieve this record, not because truthfully, not because I was just the best, but because I was willing to be a newbie. I was willing to put in the work before I went out there and did it. And so that's one of the things I see a lot of people right now, they want to go zero to a hundred on the first try. And that is just not going to happen. If it does, it's not going to be something you can maintain, sustain, and scale. Truthfully, I believe that enough people are not talking about this, that you have to be willing to fail, that you have to be willing to go slow, that you have to be willing to make mistakes. Because when, for example, right now, there's things that are happening in my business behind the scenes that feel hard, that feel like a failure. And when you have built a successful business and failures happen, you don't get to quit. You have to figure out how to move through it because there's people watching you and there's people counting on you. 
And if the things that are happening right now in my business happened years ago, I would not have been who I needed to be to move through them. And guess what? It would have been catastrophic to me in my business. So I, again, say this to you, that if things are happening for you, not to you, you have to know that it is a rite of passage that things don't happen overnight for you. It is a rite of passage to have failures and mistakes. And the last key point that I want to say to this is we cannot change anything that we are not willing to acknowledge in life or business. And I've been having this conversation pretty heavily with my children. I have hockey players and baseball players. They're very competitive. They're very good, but they've earned it. They have been since three years old on a hockey rink and at a baseball field. They love it. They want to do it. I don't want them to do any of it, to be honest. I was like, can't we have a real life? Like, can't we just watch movies at home on Friday nights with our, our family and eat popcorn? But no, we're at a hockey rink. They love it. So, of course, I feel blessed that I can support them in that. But we will talk. My two older boys are 12 and 10. One is a goalie. And we will talk after their games about what it is they think went well, what it is they think went wrong. And our kids in the last few years would make excuses for things that went wrong. Well, I didn't have, you know, that my, my team wasn't there to help me. Um, you know, I just, I slipped, I this, I that. You cannot change anything you are not willing to acknowledge, son. If you want to be better, then you have to acknowledge your mistakes. You have to acknowledge where you were wrong. And that is one of the things that anytime I had close calls in my cars, like it had the power to kill me. So if I wasn't willing to acknowledge then what it was that I did wrong, I would just be fooling myself. The next time I go do it again, and I might not have been so lucky. I might've killed myself or someone else. And so I know that this is like a heavy conversation. We're just talking about building a business. Here, oh, it's right? beautiful. It's beautiful. But Right. Like if you're here, you're not here to do this as a hobby or to do this as well. I still have a plan B. Like, again, if you're here and you have a stream on your heart, it's not a matter of if, but when are you willing to continue to do the work and show up and become who you need to be to do it? And that means that you're going to have to acknowledge where you screwed up, yeah. <laughs> where you could have done better. And if you're if you're willing to do that, you'll actually see acceleration happening. It won't take you so long. You want to be an overnight success? Acknowledge where you screwed up. Acknowledge where you could do better. Decide that you're going to become the best at what it is that you do, not just to make sales, but you want to be the best in your area of expertise. Every single day, I'm doing something to continue to grow and expand my knowledge at what it is that I do. I don't want to be a student anymore, if I'm being honest. I was never a good student. I've hated being a student. But because I'm so passionate about what I do, and I know I'm meant to do it, it is my job and responsibility to continue to grow and expand my knowledge base for the people that I'm serving and helping. And so you just got to remember that too. I love it. I love it. There's one quote that I absolutely love that speaks to that. It said, you know, it talks about radical responsibility and it says responsibility is actually your ability to respond. And when you acknowledge things and you take responsibility for that, it actually just means that you're able to respond. I absolutely love that you've shared that, Jesse. So as we are leaving, as we're finishing on this, where can people reach out? Where's the uh, best place to find you, to find more about your program, about the software, and if people want to connect and dive deep into your world? 
Yeah, absolutely. So we have a website, millionairemompreneur.com. We also have a podcast, millionairemompreneurproject.com. And then I'm Jesse Harris Bowton and Millionaire Mompreneur Project on Instagram. We do have two Instagrams. So say hello. I'm a real person. If you send me a message, it will be me who replies back to you, probably with a voice message because my life is too busy to type and text, um, but would love to, you know, just root you on your journey. So thanks for having me, Elena. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you for your time today.